God is tapping me on the shoulder. I'm here for something more. And I know it. I feel it. I'm no longer willing to spectate. It's no longer enough for me to just sit and listen. He's calling me. And I have to wonder. Is he calling you too? morning everybody i hope you're excited to be in church this morning um i know that we the, the worship team and all we we are have some great expectation for what god's going to do today but uh before we get started if you didn't get a guide i saw ken walking around we've got ushers that have guides and there's miss susan there if you need uh, an experienced guide you need the sermon notes um or all that's inside that little guide raise your hand they'll bring it to you if you need a pen i uh, want to encourage you if it's your first time here inside of there is a connect card and or we've got an e-guide that you can go to digitally by going to the website uh, cotlakes.com and then going to e-guide and uh, you can do all everything digitally but we would love to know if it's your first time here all we do is ask for your name email phone and cell uh, phone and birthday i think it's birthday i just blanked on four we asked for four things uh so it's really simple and really quick for you to do that so if you would fill that out uh we would love to know that you're here real quick i want to tell you of an event that's coming up and uh you can look at it online but for our married couples Coming up in September, we've got marriage night. So we've got a night planned for you. It's dinner and teaching that's going to happen. It's going to be phenomenal teaching uh, that happens that night. We're doing it down in Venetian Gardens in the little center there. And so get online and sign up for marriage night. We would love to have you guys come and participate with us. It's one night. It's here in town. We made it very affordable uh, because we understand things are tight these days. And so we didn't do a getaway marriage retreat thing just because we thought of expense. So it's $50 for a couple uh, for the night. Includes dinner, the teaching the whole deal. Um, if that's an issue, please let us know. Uh, we don't want anybody to not go. And so we would be happy to help or, or work with that. Um, and then also I want to say small groups is coming up. And so really want to encourage you to get involved with small groups. So here's a really creative small group. Uh, for those of you who've been through Life Steps, and I encourage you to do that, but what you'll hear us say in Life Steps is create a small group. And, and it can kind of be anything. And so one of our guys, uh, here, here happens to be one of our elders, who um, is a businessman, called me last week and said, I got an idea. I want to do a small group that is how to be an entrepreneur. And so we've got a small group that you can sign up for. For those of you who have business, or maybe you've got a small business and you would like to go, uh, Don Buckner, who's one of our elders, is going to be doing a small group. It is a set number of people. He's only taken a, a handful of people into that group. So if you're interested in something like that. But we've got small groups. Listen to me, ladies, uh, on Wednesday nights. We've got marriage small groups. Jen and I are going to actually do a small group at the Hobgoods house. Uh, called Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage uh, for those couples. And then also on Wednesday nights, I'm really excited. First time we've ever had this. I'm going to be doing a small group for our young adults. So if you are 18 through 30 in your 20s, on Wednesday nights at the Thrive Center, we're going to have Thrive Young Adults. It's 8.30 on Wednesday nights. We'll go 8.30 to 10, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to investing in that age group and having them come. So if that's you... You know somebody in that age group, that's probably the hardest age group to live in Leesburg or Lake County, really. 
right? Because you're trying to find like decent people to hang out with and the only place to go is a club or, you know, that kind of a deal. So for those of you that fits you, man, come join us on Wednesday nights. Really, really looking forward to it. But we got men's group and marriage groups and a couple senior groups. There's all kinds of stuff. I just had somebody call me this week. There's going to be a group out in Howie in the Hills. So for those of you who live a little bit further, you know, on the other side of the pond kind of thing, Eustace, that kind of thing, there may be a group out there. So get online and get in a small group. We really, really want you to do that. And then next week, really excited about Fifth Sunday Family Worship. So uh, next week, we will have the Leesburg High School cheerleaders here to open up service with a cheer uh, for you. And, and uh, you sponsored them, so they're going to tell you what you sponsored them for. And then our teens have put together a praise dance that is absolutely awesome. I've heard it and seen it about 50 times because my girls are practicing in our kitchen constantly, including last night. Uh, but it's really, really good. The team's going to worship. We've got... Uh, baptisms. We've got child dedication. Like it's just going to be a family worship day. I may or may not even preach. I don't know what that's going to look like, Uh, but you're going to want to be here for fifth Sunday family worship and be a part of that next week. But again, if you want to be baptized or you have a child dedication, get signed up. So we know uh, that those are coming. Let's jump into teaching today. And I know you're going, I didn't get my worship time and I feel discombobulated. And for those of you who are the OCD type personality, I realize I'm jacking with you a little bit today. Okay, I, I got that. But trust me, you're going to understand. You're going to get it. You're going to understand why we're doing it this way. So let's take a second and pray and ask God as we get into his word today to speak to us. Let's pray. Father, you are so good. And we come here today to honor you. We come into this place. And this is just a school auditorium, but we are your church. We are your sanctuary. And so we create in this place a sanctuary as we we come to gather to sing your praises, to worship you today, to hear your word. And so as we dive in and dig into your word today, would you speak to each one of our hearts? God, help us to be open today. Help us to put away previous traditions and agendas and ideas and thoughts that we might hear your word purely for truth today, not filtered through anything that we've ever thought before. So come Holy Spirit and do what only you can do and bring revelation. We ask it in Jesus name and all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. All right, let's, let's jump into teaching today. It's going to be kind of fun to watch. Um, uh, as some, some people are going to be coming in kind of like, what is going on? Are we really that late? Um, so it's kind of fun to do that, but you guys come on in. We're glad to have you here. Forgive us for starting this way, but let's jump back into, we've been doing this series called, we can't stay here. And, and, and the concept just being, ah, there's gotta be something more to life. Anybody ever have that feeling? You ever have that feeling? There's, there's, there's something more, you know, and, uh, and maybe you're a senior and seniors, it's interesting because I've watched this progression and, and I think we get a whole nother picture of it because we live in Lake County and, and there's so many retirees in this area. But I've watched this progression of somebody being a business owner, a CEO, running a company, doing something, then retiring. And right in this feeling of like, now what? Like, you can only play pickleball so much. You know, there's only so much shuffleboard and there's not a lot of fulfillment. There's, there's got to be more than this. Right, and and if you're if you're if you're a young family and, and you got kids and you're doing the kid thing, like on some days it just feels like Groundhog Day, where you get up and you feed them again, and you got to get them moving again, and it's the same argument as yesterday. No, you cannot put your left shoe on the right foot. Come on, move. We're trying to get you know, 
And there, there's this sense and feeling of there's got to be, is there something more? Are we missing something? Or if you're a single, goodness gracious, at that stage of your life where you're trying to figure out, am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I just surviving here? Am I just living off of feelings? Like, there's got to be more. And so we've been using this verse, John 10, 10, and it says this. It says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That we have an enemy of our soul who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy, right? And we said a few weeks ago, steal our joy, kill our potential, and, and destroy our identity because we are made in Christ's image. We are made for more. Like I, I need to remind you this morning of what Jesus said. He said, I'm going to leave, right, you guys? And, and when I leave, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And when I send my Holy Spirit, guess what? You're going to do even more than I did. And when you stop and think that statement through, I just got to be honest. In my humanness, I go, I, I, I don't see that in my life. I don't, I don't always see that going on, right? And so what we've been dealing with is this issue that, that there's life to the full, which he says, I, I have come that they may have life to the full, have it to the full. But inside of me, I'm going, there's, there's, there's got to be more. There's, there's got to be, some, there's gotta be something that, that I do. And what we pointed out in this is that true life comes because of choices. How many of you have done a really good job at making bad choices? Anyone else? Yeah. Like they're just, they're hanging around our front door. Right? They're, they're sitting on the bedside table when we, when we get up. Uh, they're, they're, they're in there. They're, but, but God says, no, 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 no. I, I want you to turn away from those things. And I want you to choose life. I want you to choose. There's something for you to choose. And, and, and we use this verse to get this concept in our, in our hearts that Paul, who wrote quite a bit of the, the New Testament, he wrote this in 2 Corinthians. I'm sorrowful. I got reason to be sorrow. Anybody here have any reason to be sorrowful? Like, you know, I, I did a funeral just recently that was heartbreaking. It was only a 32-year-old young man that they found. And so, I mean, we have, we have sorrow around us. We have struggle. But look at Paul's words. Yet always rejoicing. That's, that's a choice, right? Isn't that a choice? That's not a feeling. That's, that's a choice. He, he, he says, poor. <laughs> I ain't got jack. Come on, anybody else just feel poor? And it's silly because we're the, we're the richest country in the world. And yet how often do we feel like we lack? But he says, even though I lack, yet making many rich. My job is to add value to other people's lives. Like that's, that's who we're called to be, right? It says, having nothing and yet possessing everything. That's an attitude. That's a choice. And so we've been talking about choosing life, right? There's a, there's a choice. And next month, I want you to, I want you to hear this. Next month, <coughs> excuse me, in September, we're going to talk about the things that are trying to rob you of that life. And let me go ahead and say this now. If there's ever been a time for you to invite somebody, it's next month. Like next month is going to be one of those that are going to be really good for you to bring somebody. Okay. And September is the biggest month of the year for people coming back to church. And so we specifically targeted that way, right? To have it in in such a way. And so we're going to talk about some things like depression. Anybody see any depression going on around us? Heaviness of heart struggles inside of what we're going to talk about depression. Right, We're going to talk about those things that are kind of trying to hold you down, your schedule, um, other things in your life. And, and so I really want you to, to, to tell you that next month is that opportunity. But tr- true life, joy, it's not a feeling, it's a choice. And each week 
What we've done is we've said, let's pick out some specific choices that we can make that will bring life. And so week one, we said, the first choice is is prayer. Right? And I, I promise you, if you'll pray, I promise you, if you'll consistently take time to pray, it'll bring life to you. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel like that's going to, it doesn't feel like that at the beginning. The first time you pray, you're going to pray and kind of be like, um, I don't know if that worked or not. And then the next time you pray, you're going to kind of go, okay, well, I'm, I'm working on this prayer thing and communicating God, but I'm still struggling. Anybody ever felt awkward the first time you met someone? You know what I'm talking, you don't know what to say. And you're like, hey. All right, I'm going to go over here. Come on, listen to me. That's the same thing when you start to develop a prayer life. But I promise you, if you will pray consistently, you will start to hear God's voice. You will start to see life come, but it's something that you've got to do consistently. Then we talked about a daily choice. The daily choice we've got to make is purity. Right? To get away from sins. You know why? Because you can't be guilty and happy at the same time. Right? You you can't feel guilt and regret and find joy and life at the same time. And so we've got to make this daily choice of purity. And then last week we talked about the the life-changing point, um, choice of purpose. Right? That there's purpose. We said this. Most people are dissatisfied with their lives because they're doing something they weren't created to do. Remember the verse that we read that said that before you were formed in your mother's womb, he had an idea for you. Like he he had a a purpose for you. And so when we're fulfilling that purpose, then then things, things feel right and things work and we find fulfillment. But when we're doing things that are outside of our purpose, then we're dissatisfied with life. So today, today's going to be interesting because depending on your background and your personality... You are either going to amen me like crazy over the next few minutes, or you're going to push back. Like, depending on your church background, and your tradition, and and what you're used to, and I'll go to this, your preferences. Come on, sometimes we choose a church based on the style of music, which is an interesting way to choose a church. And so I, I want to say that up front because I want to kind of prepare you because I want to say to you this. I'm going to do my best in the next few minutes. We're just going to look at what the Bible says about this choice that I'm going to give you. And I want you to open up your heart to hear that these are the, this is the Bible. right? This, this is not Pastor Mike's opinion. This is not a denominational opinion. This is what Scripture says. And... How many of you know if you read the Bible long enough, you're going to find something you don't like? Right? Come on. Because we have a sinful nature. Like I say it all the time, I do not like the whole turn the other cheek. Anybody else? Come on. Somebody smacks me in the cheek, I'm going to knock their front teeth out. Like that's, that's my next thought, right? I don't like that. And it's because of our sinful nature that we will get to something in the scripture that we read and go, but I don't like that. Or we'll say something like this, I just feel like blah, 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 blah. Right? In other words, we'll let our feelings override what the word of God says. And so I'm going to present something to you that for some of you guys is going to push you a little bit. 
It's going to challenge you just a little bit in your thinking. Isaiah 61, we used this already. This is is a verse we've looked at every week. And this is a verse that was a prophecy. And it was a prophecy about what Jesus would accomplish when he comes. And it says this, to give them beauty for ashes. Right? We talked about that. That God likes to turn your messes into ministry. Come on, I, I, I'm just, as I'm looking around, as soon as I said that, I looked over and I saw Reggie, and I thought of Reggie's story, right? And I'm turning what was crazy in his life. And, and I could go through and look at different ones of you and see that God has given you beauty for ashes. Amen? That's, that's what Jesus does in our lives. The oil of joy for mourning, that even though you mourn, there's joy that you can have. This joy unexplainable. You ever been around somebody who's been through a tragedy and they're smiling? And you're like, what is the, that's, that's joy that, that only God can give, that it only comes through peace of understanding. But I want to talk about this next one today. This is, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the garment of praise, the garment of praise. It says he's going to give us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Do you see any heaviness in our country right now? <laughs> right. And listen to me. It's not just physical. It's not just COVID. It's not just politics and the election. All right? It's not just that. Listen, it says it's a spirit. It's a spiritual issue. There's a heaviness that sits upon. And what Jesus wants to give us is a garment of praise. But I want you to notice something about the choice of words that they choose there. Because here's the sacrificial choice that I want you to make today. We had the first choice of prayer. We had the daily choice of purity. We had the life-changing choice of purpose. Today I want to talk to you about the sacrificial choice of praise. Praise. But it's a garment. Anybody got any clothes in your closet at home right now? Are you putting them to any use right now whatsoever? No. You have to put them on. A garment of praise, listen to me, has to be put on. You have to choose sacrificially to praise, right? In other words, I don't feel like clapping or shouting. You got to put the garment of praise on. It's a choice. Are you are you hearing what I'm saying? Like it's it's a I don't I don't like that song. I don't like that style of music. Come on, somebody. Now listen to me, some of you who have some traditional backgrounds are gonna are already starting to feel a little pushback, and you're already kind of feeling a little bit of that, you're kind of going, well, but you know, kind of and here's what I want to say to you. Listen to me. We're gonna push in and look at what the scripture says about this idea of praise. We used to in the church call it praise and worship. And then, like we do with everything else, we got lazy, so we just call it worship. And I think when we did that, we lost an understanding of something that is critical, critical, critical. And that is praise. Praise. Praise is a critical thing that we have to choose. It is different from worship. I'm going to explain that to you. It's it's, it's very different from worship. Worship is this internal expression about how I feel about God and how God feels about me. Right? This, This is worship. And a matter of fact, you might go, hey, how come we always do the whole fast song to slow song thing? You ever wondered that? Have you ever wondered if that was manipulation? Come on. Let's hype everybody up so we can get them to an emotional state. Right? Isn't that what that's all about? 
No, actually, it's in the scripture. Did you know it's biblical? Let me show it to you. Psalm 95 begins like this. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. What's thanksgiving? I'm thanking him for what he already did. Not what I need, what he already did. Are you hearing what I'm saying, right? I extol him with music and song. That's to say, God, you're awesome. You're great. You're amazing. You're sovereign. You got all things under control. COVID, that ain't nothing to you, God. You're big and all, right? That's, this is, this is praise. It's, it's focused in that way. But catch this, a couple verses down in the same song. Verse six, come let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. You see, we praise God for what he has done, right? In the opening song that we're about to sing in just a few minutes, this is the opening line. Uh, Or no, this is one of the lines. This is not the opening line. It's we lift our hands up and we give you all the praise. That's, That's one of the opening lines of the song that we're about to sing. We lift our hands up and give you all the praise, right? This is, this is, this is for what God has already done in my life. This is my, anybody have a poopy week? Sorry, that's not a pulpit word, poopy, but you know what I'm saying? Anybody kind of walk in here with a spirit of heaviness? Anybody got something on your mind right now? Something on your schedule that's jacking with you? Some of you start school tomorrow. Woohoo! The parents are like, hallelujah. The kids are kind of like, hallelujah too, get away from my parents. Right? But, but whatever is on your mind right now, listen to me, you walk in here, and, and this, is, this is every Sunday. We walk in with a spirit of heaviness. We walk in with a spirit of concern and struggles for our business and our marriage and our kids, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what do we do? The scripture tells us, put on your garment of praise. I choose above and beyond what I feel in this moment. To give God praise. I choose to give him thanksgiving. I choose to tell him how awesome he is. He's not forgetful. I need to say it for me. Right? Something amazing happens. I can't even tell you how often this happens in my life. Where I am madder than a wet hen. Come on. And somebody's just called me and said something not so nice. Right? Or absolutely frustrating. And I'm... And then I'll turn a song on. Right? And it'll start talking about, God, you are my champion. And you're amazing. And your love never fails. Right? And you make things just. And you, you bring things new. And, and, and isn't it amazing, for those of you who experienced that, how quickly the spirit of heaviness comes off? Because you put the garment of praise on, are you hearing me? And it's pulled away. Like that's, that's the idea. That's what God is trying to, to say to us. We praise him for what he's done. We worship God, listen to me, for who he is. Right? We, we worship God for, for actually who he is. Praise, I'll say it to you this way. Praise is horizontal. Okay? We're going we're gonna to say that, that line, we lift our hands up. Who are you singing that song to when you sing that? It's not to God. It's to your neighbor. We lift our hands up. It's like, yo, Holmes, lift your hands. This is God's time. Come on. 
Right? Like the, the whole idea of us coming and having worship. Like, because a lot of us grew up, did anybody grow up in like old school formal kind of worship? You know what I'm talking about? Like the worship where you even flinched and you got hit. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody else? Anybody else ever heard this word? I don't know how to spell it, but you've ever heard this word? Praise Jesus. Worship is horizontal. I mean, praise is horizontal. Praise is about us shouting. And so when somebody next to you plays their tambourine, Mr. Wally, when, when Miss Kathy starts hollering in the back, because she will, okay? When Misty starts hollering, because she will. Listen to me. The point of that is for us to say, come on, let's go. Anybody ever played on a team? And you had a teammate going, come on, man. Let's go finish the lap. Come on, run strong. Right? I'm lifting weights this, this, this last week with this kid who loved to death, great kid, and, and he's trained up. I'm going, come on, dude, let's go. And I'm thinking about, like, that's what praise is. Right? Praise is the gathering of God's people, helping to remind each other how amazing our God is. Right? And what he's all done, it's, 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 it's horizontal. So I, I'll say it to you this way. Listen to me. I can't praise without you. You want to know why it was so weird to try to do praise and worship during the quarantine? Because there was no way to praise. Are you hearing me? We need each other. Come on, you know you were sitting there in your living room. All plopped back on the couch in your PJs. Thinking, should I stand up? Can, Can I raise my hands? If I raise my hands, my husband's going to think I lost my mind. Come on, you know, and listen to me. So we see actually what we just went through helps us to see this clear picture. We need each other to praise. Are you, are you hearing me? In just a few minutes, we're going to get an opportunity to do that. That's why we waited till the end. I couldn't imagine talking about this and, and, and encouraging you in this because we had already praised and worship, and then at the end going, goodbye, see you, go home. So we flipped it. We're going to do our whole worship set in just a few minutes, okay? But I want to say this to you. Praise is noisy. Okay, there's all the Pentecostals. And all the rest of you are like, shut up, he's talking. You can't talk in church like that. You can just yell out, people, what's wrong with you? Listen to me. We have an interesting church because we got a whole bunch of different backgrounds. And a whole bunch of different traditions. And a whole bunch of different thoughts. But what we need to do is we all need to align our thoughts with what God's word says. So hear me, for some of you, you're going to feel like I'm trying to push you towards Pentecostal today. And for the others, you're going to feel like I'm trying to rein you in. And both are true. Because somewhere in the middle of our extremes and our silly man-made stupidity is God's truth. Are you hearing me? Right. That's, that's what we're looking for, is God's truth. Worship is vertical. Praise is horizontal. Worship is vertical. I can worship without you. Are you hearing me? But I can't praise without you. Do you feel it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you you understand what I mean? Like you get into a group of people and man, praise is going on. And you're just like, this this is awesome. Right? Like you just, you feel the spirit of God. That's, That's what praise does. 
And it leads us to this place of worship where I can intimately, man, you and me, God, what? What do you want to say? And God, you're so good. And God, I bring what all my cares to, right? This is worship, right? It's, 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 it's here. And, and it's, it's that difference. If, as a matter of fact, if you, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't think this is true, try and go over to like the swamp, which is where the Gators play or try to play football. But, um, decided to get that one in there. Um, but, but listen, go over to the swamp this afternoon and hop up in the stadium and start hollering and see how long that lasts. Right? Woo! Woo! That's it. I'm going home. Listen to me. This is the difference between praise and worship. Now, the reason we need praise and worship and praise is a choice, listen to me, is because without praise, worship can go to a selfish place. Track with me here. When I come and I focus everything towards him first, then my worship doesn't sound like an emo child. Come on. Oh God, my life sucks. Can you fix it, God, please? That's worship. Right? Because it's about our heart being put into the right place. So I want to talk to you today about praise. And we're going to finish today with praise. We're going to do this. So the sacrificial choice that we have to make is praise. It's sacrificial. It's a garment. It has to be put on. It's a choice. It's not felt. Come on, somebody. So let me give you a couple of thoughts. Praise, first of all, it focuses on God, not me. It focuses on God, not me. It's a time period for me to get my eyes off of me. We are, and I include myself in this. I'm not dogging on you young people. Me too. We are the most narcissistic generation that has ever been on this planet. We are the selfie generation. Come on. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And we need to get our eyes off of me. Right? That's the whole idea of praise. That's why we come in. Look at Psalm 50 and and, and 23. Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me. You catch that? If you sacrifice, in other words, you walk in and you go, I don't feel like this today. My spouse is a jerk. Can't believe you just said that to me in the parking lot. My kids, man, I hope Jen does something with them today. You know, are you still thinking about work? And, and you go, no, 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 wait a minute. I came here today. I choose. I choose to praise. I choose to put myself in the right mindset. Because if I will praise and get my eyes off me and focus my eyes on who he is and how amazing he is, then my worship will become intimate and I can connect with him. And then his word will speak truth deep into my soul and change and transform my life. That's the process that we walk through as we come here every Sunday morning to hear God's word. Praise, it focuses on the internal. Man, we've got to get our eyes off the temporary sometimes. Come on, somebody. Can I just say this? There's somebody here that needs to hear this. Turn off Fox. Come on now. Okay, to the rest of Turn off CNN too. Every once in a while, stop looking at the talk show hosts and getting yourself all crazy. And focus on eternity, open your word, and hear what God has to say today. Right? Because all them silly people on Fox and CNN, 
And all those silly people at the CDC, I don't think the CDC has a clue what they're doing, y'all. I don't. They're, they're trying. I'll give, I'll give them a C plus for effort. But when I read on the thing, when I was worried about COVID, that if I got a positive test result, it could be, this is on the CDC website, that it could be coronavirus or possibly the common cold. I thought these people don't know what they're doing. Listen to me. You've got to get your eyes on what it is that God wants you to do. Here's Christianity. I was thinking about this. Christianity, I think, boils down to this. You ready? Catch this. Things are not working out. Anybody agree? Got some things in your life that are not working out? But God promises they will. Like that's Christianity at a very core level. Things are not working out, but they're going to. God's going to make everything right in the end. He's going to make everything just in the end. He's going to fix it all in the end. That is 2 Corinthians. Look at this. Paul writes this. Love this verse. We are hard pressed on every side. Anybody feel like that? Now I got people coming from the front and the right, the left, behind me. People are, um, hard, but what does it say? Hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. No, I'm not crushed because God's got this. Right? Because when I praise, I remind myself, my God is, he's God. Everything else is little tiny stuff. Right? Right? We, 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 we remind ourselves of how big our God is and how little Satan is. I used to do it in children's church all the time as a visual for the kids. It's God and Satan. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Right? And yet in our lives, we kind of make it Satan and God. And we flip it. Are you, are you hearing? Listen, hard pressed on every side, but not cry. perplexed. Anybody have something right now you don't know what to do with? Got a decision make You're not, right now. You don't know what, how, to, how to deal with it. I'm perplexed, but, but not in despair. Why? Because my God's got this. Right? Because God has got it all under control. Come on, somebody. But, but I'm persecuted. I feel like I'm being jacked with. Anybody even stabbed at the back lately? You got somebody at work stabbing in the back, take that promotion out from under you. You know, you didn't get that, you didn't get that raise. You know, you got the, the unions trying to do this and the bosses are trying to do that. And I mean, we got all this crazy, listen to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. Because things are not working out right now, but they're going to. Things are not working out right now, but they're going to. If I will stay on track with who God is, and I'm just going to put my garment of praise on today. Why? Because he's God and he's going to work it out. And I trust this is faith. This is what it means to have faith. Look at, look at this. I'm <laughs> struck down but not destroyed. Keep going, Lizzie. For our light and momentary troubles. That's not the Bible mocking what you're going through right now, by the way. Right? It hurts. It's painful. That's not. That's the Bible trying to say to you, compared to glory in heaven, I promise you this will be nothing. I promise you this will be minor. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us eternal glory. Amen, amen, amen. I'll amen myself if you want to amen me. I'm preaching about 74% better than you're responding right now. just want you to know that. I'm at least preaching myself happy right now if you're not. Because God is good, somebody, and he deserves our praise. Right? Listen, for us, is an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we do what? We fix our eyes. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. We sing songs like, you are my champion. God is strong. He never lets us down. His reckless love pursues me. 
Come on. Praise is optimistic. Praise is optimistic. If you're going to come into church and be, and be you know, grumpy poopy pants, you're not going to get anything out of church. I'm telling you now. You're not. It's a choice. It is a total choice. If you're going to come in and go, entertain me. Wow me. You're going to walk up out the same door with the same grumpy attitude you had when you came in. Because praise is a choice. Are you hearing me? It's a choice for me to take my hands and put the garment on and do something a little bit different in, in my posture, in the way that I... And I come here with anticipation. I was raised in formal church. Anybody else raised in formal church? I was raised as an Episcopal, uh, in the Episcopal church. We're talking incense, choir robes. I was an acolyte. Anybody else got to do that? Like a church where you had to go and you're an acolyte. But there was in our church, there was the place where the acolytes would sit. So we'd all come processing up with the cross or the flag and the priest and the incense and the whole. We'd do the whole processional end deal. And I'll never forget the time that the kid let the cross down too hard and they were thick, big wood and just dunked this kid in the head. It was amazing. You should have seen this. He turned around. It was awesome. But anyway... We would go out and we would sit on the side. And because it was on the side, there was one seat that you could sit in against the wall and the congregation couldn't see you. So like we would all come processing up. And then it was like ants, man. Because it was the first person who could put their thing away and get to that seat, could do whatever they wanted to do the whole service and your parents couldn't see you. Right? Just to love that. Because you could sit in that seat and be like, <laughs> and they're like, because mom and dad are looking at them. And, I, and I, did, I did that. I did the whole sit here. Come on. And so, so at Easter, on the day when Christ is risen, I can see and hear my church. Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. That's a garment of praise right there, somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Listen to me. This is not about... Baptist or Episcopal or Pentecostal, non-denominational, charismatic. This, this, isn't, this, is, this, is, this is scripture. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? What is God like? What does God want when we come into this place together? What does that look like for us to do that? And, and, and <laughs> we did the right over left. Some of you guys are on that journey right now. Like you've come to church here. And, and it's a little much, like somebody starts hollering or raising their hands, and, and you kind of are still in that right over left mode. You know what I'm talking about? And some of you, maybe you've gotten a little bit of praise in your foot, and you started getting a little tap going, or maybe you've gone really kind of out of yours, and you started getting the sway, right? And you're just waiting for that day, when all of a sudden, you're, I'm going to try the hands, I'm going to try the hands, dun dun bum ba da bum bow yeah. <laughs> Right? You might get to that place, hold the baby. I'm not doing touchdown yet, just hold the baby. Listen to me. I wanted you to laugh for just a minute because we're all on a journey. Right? And there's not anybody here that I want you to feel uncomfortable or anybody's judging you or looking at you in this. I just want you to praise in a way where you get what God has for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because it's about us letting go of me. 
It's about us letting go of my pride and all the other silly stuff. And so I've got to, the team's going to come. Come on, worship team. We're going to worship and close out today. But I want to show you that this was a problem even in Jesus' day. Let me show you this verse while they're coming. Luke 19, they're walking into Jerusalem with Jesus and his disciples. And this is what happens. Look at this. Right at the crest where the Mount of Olives begins to uh, descend, the whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise. Right? They burst into, they just like start going crazy, right? Like Mr. Wally would have his tambourine out. You know what I'm saying? And they're just like waving palm branches and, and, and they're all going on. The whole crowd burst into this enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works that had, over all these mighty works. Remember what praise is? Is what he's already done? Yes? You're good. You're God. We've seen people, you've seen you heal people, right? Responding to what he's done. Blessed is he who comes in, the, in, in God's name. All's well in heaven. Glory in the highest. And then some of the Pharisees, catch this, some of the religious people, some of the religious people say, teacher, get your disciples under control. Right? So here, here we are. Here's the battle. The battle is, well, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like all that showy stuff. It looks like a show to me. Come on. And we wrestle a little bit with this, this thing of like, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to go there. And I need you to see that this was a Pharisee type of mindset. To get them under control because here's Jesus' response. If they keep quiet, the stones would do it for them. Shouting praise. So hear me. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not trying to get you to do praise and worship our way. I'm not trying to get you to do praise and worship in a Pentecostal charismatic way, a Baptist way or whatever. Listen to me. I'm trying to get you to do praise and worship in a biblical way. Does that make sense? So I'm going to close with this. I'm going through this really fast. And then these guys are going to lead us in praise and worship. So I've got seven words. The Psalms is the largest book in the Bible. Right? Imagine this. God's largest book in the Bible are songs of worship. He must think that's really important. And it was written in the Old Testament, which was written in Hebrew. And so every once in a while, if you're here, you'll hear me say in the Greek or the original language or the Hebrew. That's what I'm referring to, the original manuscripts. And the problem with trying to translate into English is we have limited words. Like English doesn't have a lot of words compared to Greek or Hebrew. As a matter of fact, there are some words in Hebrew it takes a whole paragraph to describe what that word means when you write it in English. The word praise is the same. Some of you guys remember a few weeks ago we did the word love in Greek. And we said there's filio, which is brotherly love. There's eros, which is erotic love. There's agape, which is unconditional godly love. But all we have is love, right? Praise is the same way. There's seven words. Seven Hebrew words for the word praise. I'm going to give them to you. Then I'm going to give you a chance to praise. Number one, hallel. It's where we get the word hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yah means God. Right? So it means Hallel God. It means to rave, boast, celebrate, or to be clamorously foolish. That definition, I don't care what denomination you are, it's in every Bible dictionary out there. That's not a denominational thing. That's a biblical word. Are you hearing me? That's a biblical word. So it says in Psalm 35, 18, I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will Hallel, praise you before all the people. I'll do that, God, because you're worth it. Because I choose to put on my garment of praise. Number two is Yada. It's not Yoda. It's Yada. 
It means to acknowledge in public. Well, I got Jesus in my heart. It's just me, me, me and God are good. Right? And it's that, I got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Right? Yeah, that's, that's the only place it is. It's down in my heart. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to get too crazy, but listen to me what Yoda means. Just means to acknowledge in public. Psalm 138.1, I will, Yoda, praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will acknowledge you in public with all my heart. Number three, you'll recognize the name, Barak. Barak means to bless by kneeling or bowing. It literally means to present yourself when you have need. So it's, it's this idea of coming before the king and going, God, I, I come and, and I have need. And so the psalm says, Barak, praise the Lord, O my soul. All my innermost being, praise his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. God, you're a God who's generous and loving. I, Barak, I praise you. Number four, Zamar. Love this one. Because this one becomes a, a doctrinal issue in the church. Zamar means to praise God with musical instruments, especially stringed instruments. Right? So when my man John back here is killing it on the bass, God likes it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When Damien's playing the saxophone, God likes it. Right? Let me show it to you. Psalm 92. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. Psalm 150. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with harp and lyre. Praise Him with timber and dancing. Did you just say dancing? Whoa, 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 whoa. My wife grew up in a church, right? No drinking, no dancing, no smiling. Come on now. Matter of fact, some churches hate dancing so much. They, 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 they outlaw dancing because they're afraid it'll lead to premarital sex. You know what I'm talking about? Like that kind of... Listen to me. Dance. It says, dance. Praise him with strings and pipes. Praise him with the clashing of cymbals. You better hit them drums, son. You hearing me? Praise him with resounding cymbals. Some of you grew up in, the, in, in a church different from that. And listen to me. That was man's tradition. This is God's word. Are you hearing me today? I know I'm pushing some of you. I know there's some of you kind of like, is he about to like make me get up and dance? Listen, I'm not, nobody's going to make you do anything. I want you to respond to God today based on what his word tells you that he likes. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like I, just, I, I want us to do that today. Number five, Shabbat. To address in a loud tone or to shout. There's a couple more Pentecostals. There's our, right? If you're sitting one of the, next to them, they're going to shout when it's praise time. Why? Because you need a little encouragement. Come on, get this. You got, right? That's, that's what it means. It's why when we're sitting in a football stadium, and the score's tied, and your team scores with two seconds left, you don't go, nice play. It's why when that long lost friend you haven't seen in forever comes to the airport, and they come out of the terminal, you don't go, sup. No, you go, come on. That's what it looks like. And I need you to hear something. For those of you who are kind of like, eh, the loud thing, the noisy thing and all, you're not going to like heaven. Because heaven's noisy. Heaven's loud. They're going holy, 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 over and over. Because he's so good and so amazing. Number six. Almost done. And then we're going to worship. Toda. It means... 
to lift hands in adoration. Pastor Mike, what's the deal with that hand raising thing? It's in the Bible. That's it. God likes it. So I do it. Right? I put the garment of praise on. I don't feel like lifting my arms. I don't want to necessarily lift my arms. I maybe feel uncomfortable lifting my arms. But you know what? Today, I really want God to show up in my life, so I'm going to do it His way so that He'll show up in my life. Right? That's, 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 that's what that means. Psalm 50 and 23. He who offers Torah glorifies me. Choose, choose to glorify Him. The last one, you're going to love this. It's tequila. I didn't say tequila. Some of y'all just woke up and went, whoa, what is he talking about? I'm going to write this down. What's funny is it's kind of the same result because it means exuberant singing. The verse is even better. I will, I will extol the Lord at all times. His tequila will always be on my lips. Okay. Listen to me, that's not a life verse for you. <laughs> that, is a, that is something like... His praise will always be on my lips. God, you're so good. God, you're amazing. God, I love you. Can we praise and worship today? Is that all right if we do that today? Now listen to me. I'm not, nobody's looking at anybody. This is not a time of judgment. This is not a time of anything else. But I want to ask you to, to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and say, God, how do you want me to praise and worship you today? Amen. So these guys, it's about to get loud. Can I tell you all that? It's all nice and soft right now. That's pretty. I didn't say you were pretty. I said that was pretty. <laughs> Listen, it's about to get loud. So will you get loud before your God? Will you praise Him? And then as we get into worship, now listen to me, listen to me. During praise, we do things that encourage one another. During worship, we don't do anything that distracts anyone else. Because it's here. Does that make sense? Is that, you following me? So would you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet. Let's praise and worship this morning. All of our sins are forgiven, so we give to Him the highest praise.
next song, it really is a testament to how good God is. And no matter where we are in life, no matter what we go through, He's always there.
God, we just we take everything that you have spoken this morning. And God, we apply it to our lives. So God, we give you everything that we have. And God, we lay our worship at your feet.
prayer today. Find ourselves in in your presence right now. And all the other cares have gone away. The spirit of heaviness is lifted. Thank you, God. Thank you for showing yourself very real here today. I want to pray for you as we close today. I want to let you know that our prayer team is back and they're excited to... If there's anybody who needs prayer today, uh, there's a table right over in the corner there. Some of our prayer team members will be there to pray with you and we would love to do that. Um, i got to put the challenge to you. Maybe you're here today and you heard something a little bit different and you have felt far from God and, and today you felt God. You just felt something different. There's something stirring inside of you. That's the Holy Spirit drawing you. And if you've never had a day that you said... I make you Lord. He's just standing there waiting for you to do that. To give you the fullness of who he is. For you to pray something simple like Jesus come into my life. Forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. As best as I know how I'm going to live for you the rest of my life. And would love for you to pray that prayer today and start a journey with Jesus. For those of you today that, that came and you feel like you feel the refreshing. You feel the spirit of heaviness. Church, we have to practice. Come on. Praise and worship. Amen. Like, we gotta, we come back together next week. You need to put your garment on when you get here. Right? We need to put our garment on that we praise and we give Him everything that we might find worship in a deeper sense today. So, Father, thank you again uh, for your presence here today. Thank you for what you've taught us, for what you've stirred us towards. Now give us courage. That although we are <laughs> surrounded on all sides, we are not crushed perplexed about all these crazy things in our life, but not abandoned, persecuted, but not destroyed. Give us strength to go forth being your people, living the life you've called us to live. We pray it all in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Listen, the team's going to still worship. For those of you who are worshipers, hang for a little bit. Worship with them. For those of you who like prayer, and for those who are coming to Life Step 4, I'll meet you in the rock in just a few minutes.